And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the man with the master plan. The man who will, maybe, potentially by this November, will be saying, boy, once more. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, excited for November. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am still very pessimistic about November, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anything can happen. Luckily, the whole Sony fanboy base doesn't rely on you buying the game or you endorsing the game. Luckily, we can live uh -huh. without your opinion on the game. So, mm, Yeah, yeah. I think it still could be but, delayed, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was... It was announced in a weird way, so you know what? Let's let actually, if we're gonna talk about it, let's get into it. So, for news, let's start off with God of War Ragnarok getting a release date. Yep, November 9th. Yes, all right, I got it right because it was there was a little bit of confusion. It's actually because, a weird you know, day because normally games come yeah. out on a Friday, and I think November 9th is a Wednesday. Well, it's not like they haven't done that before. I think I know, the last but major, time like usually, that, but... like major releases like this, come out on a Friday. And there's probably a reason why they did it on a Wednesday. Yeah. They probably looked at the release schedule and was probably. like, "That's probably the best day to release it." Yeah. I don't know what else is releasing in that week of November, but you never know. I think like one week or two weeks before you get Modern Warfare Two. So. Yeah, but does that does that crowd overlap? I don't know. No, but if you have, for example, in my friend group, a friend of mine is now playing God of War. He hasn't played it when it came out, so he's playing it right now. And he likes the game. But I know for a fact, in his situation, is he, if he has to spend money, he will spend it rather on Call of Duty than on uh, God of War, even though God of War is the better game. And I think like a lot of people will be in a situation like, okay, I can only spend my 80 bucks once. What do I buy for it? And I think a lot will buy uh, Modern Warfare. And I think another group will buy Call of Duty or uh, God of War because they're just single player, single player game fans or they just like God of War. I think it's mm. like a pretty decisive. Uh, uh, it could be, it could swing either way. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could. Um, this, I mean, I will say this this fall is going to be stacked. Honestly, I don't know with what. Because besides God of War and Bayonetta. Yeah, if and Bayonetta, but, which also got a release date yeah, but, with a sweet new trailer. But like Love Bayonetta, it. God of War, Call of Duty, and Callisto Protocol. That's it. Yeah. At least that's what I can think oh. of. Huh, that's a good point. I'm pretty sure there's more than that, though. No, right? there's no Microsoft Our exclusive. Stuff got delayed. Yeah, because Starfield was going to come out, but got pushed. That got pushed. Forspoken also got pushed again yep. till next year. Yep. Um, so there's so basically yeah, like, a good point. there's nothing coming out this year besides the games that I just mentioned. And there's probably loads of indie stuff coming out. For example, I'm personally really looking forward to F1 Manager, which is coming out next month. And I'll probably spend mm -hmm. a lot of time in that. But there is like, <laughs> there's, there isn't a lot coming out this year. And I know like, is from a Sony point of view, the next few years will be very exciting because next year we'll get Spider-Man 2. And then maybe mm -hmm. the year after we'll get Wolverine, and then mm -hmm. there's still something Sucker Punch is working on. Wait, who's making Wolverine? Oh, not Insomniac as well. Do they have two teams to make like dual games? Yeah, yeah, they've had that for years. Okay. And then I wasn't sure. Uh, Wolverine, and then uh, the guys at Sucker Punch are working at, at so on something. Um, Last of Us Part One remake just went gold, so that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And then we'll get probably the factions multiplayer standalone game next year from them. Mm -hmm. So, and that's only the stuff we know. I mean, we're getting the Horizon VR game probably next year. Um, you think the VR is not coming out this year? I honestly don't know. I, I think it could be nice, but seeing as the supply chain issues right now, I don't know if it's... I mean, I'd still say that the VR is niche because... I mean, if you look at the overall PS4 base and the amount of VR headsets it sold, it's like really small, even though the PSVR is the best-selling VR headset at the moment. It's still mm -hmm. a small base. Um, but yeah, like in the next few years, there's exciting stuff coming out for Sony. And I mean, like Microsoft has Starfield coming out early next year, which is also exciting. Yep. Um, I really hope that that game actually is 
decent. Yeah, but like this year is like, I'm happy that God of War is is slated to come out this year. There's still, of course, a bit of will it come out, will it not come out this year? I think it can still get pushed. Um, but I think, like from what I know, like the game is like done, as in they have a complete game. They just need to polish it really good, and that's probably what they were spending the last few months on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, wait. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't interest you that much, but the the is it a remake or a remaster? It's kind of not really clear. But Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is coming out. I think that's a reunion. Also a this fall. Yeah. That's yeah. A remake. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, for the JRPG fans yeah. and specifically for the Final Fantasy VII remake fans or Final Fantasy VII fans in general, that's a big one. Yeah. So that's coming out this fall or fall winter ish. I just feel that um, because of co- probably because of yeah, COVID, yeah. a lot of games got delayed, and that a lot of and maybe also because of Cyberpunk that like a lot of people are like, I don't want to be the next Cyberpunk, so I'll just be safe. And <laughs> Nobody push my wants game. to be the next Cyberpunk. So I, exactly. So I think like in that regard, a lot of developers and publishers are just playing it safe, and they're like, we feel like this comes near Cyberpunk. We're just gonna push it. And I think, yeah. because if you think about it, I think like we're in the second year of, of the, a new generation. And I think mm-hmm. in the second year of the PS4... It's been really slow. If you really think about it, it's been yeah, really slow. Yeah, because in the second year of the PS4, it was really starting to ramp up. Um, yeah. but And now it just feels like... For example, my, my PS5 is is also because it's summer. But besides that, it's, like it's barely been on this year. Like I played Horizon Forbidden West on it, which I loved, which I put a lot yeah. of hours in. But after that, it's been like a lot of, I turn it on, and after five minutes, I'm like, eh, and I turn it off, you know? And I, yeah, I, I mean, know that God of War which will... game you were playing. <laughs> yeah. And I know that God of War will, will definitely get me back into it, and Modern Warfare will do that as well. Um, but it just, like, I cannot justify having... And I've said earlier, in earlier episodes, I'm like, this year is an exciting year to be a PS5 owner, or at least... Now is the time to get a PS5 because I, I would st- I will stick with my statement saying that now is the time to get a PS5 because you have two years mm-hmm. of, of backlog you can play. Uh, but um, there are a lot of, like, I, I think you can get through that depending on what kind of gamer you are. Like, if it's you, then it'll take five years to get through that backlog. But, like, if the average gamer will probably finish that in a couple of months as well. So Don't be a smart ass. <laughs> You know but, it's true. I mean, I get it, but I will I will say this. If you're saying this year is the year for to get a PlayStation 5, I would say early next year would be the best time to get a PlayStation 5 because you would get it with the backlog, but also with the promise of a lot of good games coming out. The remake of Resident Evil 4 coming out. Yeah. Um gosh, darn it, what else is coming out in early like 2024? Forspoken coming out early 2024. Um uh, I want to say there's something else coming out uh, like on PlayStation Five that's pretty big, early next year. I don't remember what it is. I don't know. Ah, I forget. There's at least like one or two more titles that I'm forgetting right now that's yeah. coming out like early 2025. Sure, there might be multiplats, but that doesn't matter. The fact is that they are good games and they're coming out. It's about the generation in general that I'm talking about. So, um. But the other thing also is if you're looking at multi-platforms like Microsoft, I mean, we, we've talked about this before and and yes, like the numbers for uh, Game Pass have been dwindling, but ramping up into next year, even actually like ramping up into the fall, into the winter months, there's a bunch of cool games that are coming out that'll be day and date on Game Pass or even if it's not day and date, they will eventually come on Game Pass. Yep. So I can see those subscriptions ramping up going into like the holiday season and like kind of staying there. And I can see people that are that maybe not have like a good gaming PC mm-hmm. buying like at the very least a Series S yeah. so they can just use Game Pass on there and just play those games because because they can either play it natively or they can stream it um, in a higher resolution. Yeah, I think the key so is that like the key marketing aspect of Game Pass is word of mouth. Because like yeah. everyone that I know, they there's not a lot of people that I know that do it, but, uh, but people that, that I know that get an Xbox, 
they're all like, yeah, I got Game Pass with it. I didn't buy a single game with it. I just got Game Pass with it. And, at the, and yeah. then they'll often they'll say that somebody told them or they heard from someone else that they should just get Game Pass because it offers all those games. Um, and I think that's that's great because eventually the PlayStation Plus collection, the PlayStation Plus tiers, to put it that way, because the collection is something else, it will, it will probably get there as well. Because, for example, I know that a lot of people are looking forward to Stray and it's coming to PS Plus extra and above uh, next week, I think. Or it's already out there, maybe. Um, yeah, it's coming out next is it, week. Is it already Good out? Point. I thought that was like this week or next week that it's I coming. Think it's next week. Uh, let me check. But like a lot of people are are looking forward to that game, and it's yeah, next week. Yeah, it's next week. next week. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. See, I hadn't upgraded yet because my um, my PlayStation Plus is going to expire by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So now it's like the perfect balance. Like, gonna cost me like a euro to upgrade just for the last couple of like but weeks. then you also actually need so to I play, can play st- I can play straight then yeah but like for example a lot of people are looking forward to that so that's like already a very nice inclusion and I saw that yeah. the, a lot of Assassin's Creed games got added will get added next week to the collection um, for mm-hmm. example Assassin's Creed Rogue is one that I still wanted to play but I never bought and I saw that it's coming to the collection so I'll be like oh okay I'll, I'll play that so I mean, it will get to that point. And yes, people will argue that they sh- Sony should take the the approach of Microsoft saying, okay, but they need to bring their games day and date to PlayStation Plus. And they have too much worth. Yeah, I get that, but it's just like. And that- no, I mean, like they they have way too many games that are coming out. Like initially, I was on the same camp, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they not doing it day and date? But after their explanation, uh, uh, someone's explanation that. Look, they have like so many like exclusives coming out. If they were to like just give people that, yep. there would there would their sales for those games, like yep. retail sales, would dwindle really quickly. Yep. And that's not the point. The point is to get the sales on the single player games. Yep, exactly. And people might not, and the reason people don't like it is because Microsoft does it. But that's why I've said in the past, like Microsoft doesn't have the amount of exclusives or the quality of exclusives that Sony has. Yes, they've bought a lot in the last few years, but it's still not up there that when they announce something, people go crazy besides maybe it being a Halo, for example. And, and maybe yeah, Starfield. I'm, I'm, I'm sure people are also kind of timid on Halo recently. Yeah, yeah, especially with the... Because I, I, I read the other they day... They delayed the co-op exactly. again. Yeah. It's, and here's the funny part, right? Because the co-op was supposed to go into beta. Yep. So they delayed the beta of the co-op. Yep. Although they did release a new video on showcasing, you know, what people can expect on the on the co-op, which is fine. But I'm assuming that they were going to show that video anyways because yeah. they were going to show it because they are releasing the beta, but that got canceled. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Let's at least give fans something to look forward to. <laughs> give them a little... You know, that, 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 that little nibble, that little taste. Spice, as um, you call it always. The spice, yeah. yes. Well, this well, this is more like salt instead yeah. of spice. But yeah, I mean, like, and that's why you can <laughs> counter the argument and say, like, okay, but the amount, the quality of exclusive Sony makes, they, they have to use this strategy because they need to recoup the money they make or spend on it because otherwise, literally, these, ex- these exclusives will not be made because they lose yeah. money. Like, I saw yesterday that I think it was two years ago that Ghost of Tsushima came out. And in two years' time, the game has sold nearly 10 million units, which is great for a new IP. But honestly, I would have expected a little bit more because I love Ghost of Tsushima. That was my one of my favorite games. Yeah, but do you know why it do you know why it's less than you expected? Because it came out shortly after The Last of Us, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I liked Ghost of Tsushima more than I loved The Last of Us. I think a lot of people were divided about it. And maybe I have a suspicion that Ghost of Tsushima will come to PC and it will probably boost sales on that as well. Oh, it'll probably most definitely. Yeah, but like I expected Ghost of Tsushima to be a game that would sell 15 million at least. You know, because it's it's just that good of a game. To be fair, it is. I mean, good good game or not, it's still a new IP. Exactly. But like if you look at, you haven't played it yet, I think. Not yet. Yeah, but like but if you look at the quality of an of that game, like as in a new IP, they just knocked it out of the park. It's oh, absolutely. Amazing. I mean, I've seen the reviews. I've seen like people stream it. Yeah, like 
I haven't seen anybody that's played Ghost of Tsushima that did not enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking of, by the way, if we go back to Ubisoft, um, apparently they're delisting a bunch of games on uh, PC and on other services. So these are games that are already not available to buy. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you can do is if you've bought it digitally, you can re-download it, including the DLC. If you've you know bought the DLC before, you can re-download it. Yeah, they're taking away the ability not just for the multiplayer to be accessible, but also the DLC for a bunch of these games like Assassin's Creed, um, specifically, uh, I think, Liberation. Okay. Like the DLC will not be accessible anymore. And apparently some games on Steam got this like message that said, yeah, after September, you can't even boot up this game anymore that you bought. That is weird. Yeah, that's super weird. So Ubisoft did clarify that actually, no, that's not the case. But the message is still on Steam for those games. So it's kind of weird. It's like, so who's telling the truth? Like who's correct the platform holder steam or the people that are that sold you the content i would expect just steam to get like an update and then remove the message so i would rely on what ubisoft is saying unless what ubisoft was saying was what steam put on the page i don't think it it's that i think if ubisoft made a clear statement around no it's actually not supposed to be like that we will fix it then maybe Steam hasn't fixed it yet because it's not clear to them how they're going to fix it. But well, I hope they do. I hope it's. Yeah. I hope Ubisoft wasn't lying because. And you know what? So, this, you know, aside from the fact that whether or not you can still play those games, you can still re-download those games on Steam or whatever. The fact is still that they're taking down like stuff that you paid for, DLC that you paid for, and making it inaccessible to you. Yeah. Uh, that is a, a fortune, but that's also like, and that's why the game preservation part probably kicks in. But that is probably going to be more common the further we go in the next few years. And I've said it oh, as yes. well, like uh, probably next generation will be the last physical generation, or maybe this might even be the last physical generation. I would not be surprised if we like, if either next generation... If they keep doing stuff like this, I don't think so. Yeah, but like, it's not up to the consumer like because eventually the companies can argue and say like, yeah, but we've... Internet has, has matured in loads of countries. People have decent internet speeds. There's no reason for us to keep on printing our games on discs and having a secondhand market or have... Uh, retailers sell our games for less we can just do all digital and make the most amount of money out of the games uh, so why shouldn't we do that strategy Look, I, I'm telling you either this generation or or at the best next generation is the last physical and then it's just done then we'll go all digital or maybe, maybe even all streaming because mm. we're talking about 10 years I, that, I don't know It's it, well if they're going to do that they have to be way better in like preserving and maintaining stuff that you buy because at that point, they should not be charging us as much as they are. Because if we're just renting it, then we should be paying rental prices, not these weird, ridiculous, observative prices. And that's probably why services like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus will play an even bigger part in the years to come. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they add guess. rental tiers to uh, these services. So, sp- oh, that would have... I, I, like, I've said for years, like, why do we not have rental on like downloadable sh- games? You know, like you pay five bucks a month or something, and then you can like rent a game a month. Yeah, but that's too generous because if you look at how movie streaming services work with it, you pay, for example, five bucks and you have two or three days to watch the movie. So so yeah. it will be counter lucrative for them to give you that freedom uh, because in a way you could say, like, you know what? Okay, five bucks, you rent the game for a month, then... I'll come over to your place and I'll play the game as well, so that like two people can have played the game. Uh, no, no, I mean like no, but that's kind of like how one, it could no, work. No, like, I mean like you can rent one game a month. I'm not saying that it you can play it for the whole month. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna like do? Like just you can it? rent. Yeah, you're gonna play it. Yeah, but like like you just said, like yeah, but you do. I want to pay five bucks. 
Yeah, I like. I'm I'm not a marketing guy. No, I, can't I know, but you're like contradicting but... yourself. <laughs> you're saying like, yeah, but you want to pay five bucks to rent the game <laughs> for a whole month, and then, okay, but if you rent the game for a whole month, are you just gonna let it stay like that? You you obviously want to play it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Speaking quickly me. about Ubisoft, they did an event yeah. around Skull and Bones. They reannounced and re-revealed the game. They are really pushing Skull and Bones, yeah. even though it looks exactly the same as it yeah. did a couple of years ago. It's coming out this which year, which is literally just lifting out the naval battles from like Black Flag, and just yeah. that's it. I do not understand. And maybe because I looked a little bit at the event and then I was like, this is too boring for me. I just tuned out. I do not understand why this is not a new IP and they just literally continue off in a way where Assassin's Creed Black Flag left off. So like it's just an open world game with a full character and you can do all sorts of stuff. You have on foot combat and you have naval combat. The naval combat plays a bigger part. And just that, like, I do not understand why they're then going in that direction instead of saying it's an open world naval combat game. So you're stuck on a ship and you can upgrade your ships. Like, I do not care. I want physical, I want freedom on foot. I do not want to be stuck on a boat. You have to shoot at mountains to mine resources and park next to trees to, like, chop them. That's, I mean, like, come on, man. We're in 2022. (laughs) This is, no, you know, you cannot charge 80 bucks for a game. Here's the thing the fact that they delayed this game so many times and it's still the same game. Makes no sense. To I'm me. telling you, this game is gonna bomb already. This is like oh yeah, X absolutely defiant, what blah blah blah, or Ghost but they're Recon, pushing it hard because Battle like Royale. I cannot open any app without seeing a Skull and Bones yeah, app. I know, and it's com- it's coming out in November. But honestly, yeah. it's got nobody's gonna play it except maybe, uh, and nobody's gonna like it except maybe those <laughs> Instagram people that sell their souls to get free stuff. They'll probably endorse the shit out of it, and uh, like <laughs> okay, cool, you sold your soul, great, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And also, yeah. also, PlayStation announced PlayStation Stars. You can see it on your background in the video version. Yep. It's like this loyalty program that allows you to earn. I points. like the logo. I will say that. That's yeah. the, the only reason why I have it in the background because it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like it's a loyalty program. You can earn points and you can invest those coins into different stuff. So you can get like PlayStation Plus. Uh, discounts, I think, with it. You can get PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, how do you call it? Co- uh, I, money for yeah, it, to put it that way. And, yeah, yeah. You, you can earn the points and then you can put it in your PlayStation wallet and you can buy stuff with it on the PlayStation Store. Um, there'll be and challenges. And also digital goods like trophies yeah. and like yeah. stuff like that. They say it's not NFT, so calm your tits. Okay. It's not NFT. Yeah, it'll be. Um, um, which is good because they have to say it because it sounds like the way they describe it in the blog post, it sounded a lot like NFTs. Yeah. So it's like mm, trophies and stuff I that's it, like specifically for you. It, yeah. It, really? It, I think it's comparable to the Nintendo My Points system. Like when you buy a game, you get points for it and stuff like that. But then maybe a little yeah. bit deeper. At least that's what I was, uh, was thinking about. Um, yeah. It's coming out later this year. I I'm not a person that's waiting for stuff like this. Maybe I like it. I don't know. Um, mm. I mean, look, I, I like battle passes in the games that I play because it motivates me to uh, try different play styles and try to earn certain items and cosmetics. Um, but it then needs to be a really good game for me to buy the battle pass. So. Well, to be fair, Places Stars is very similar to um, uh, basically my Nintendo. Yeah. In it, where you buy when you buy games digitally or you buy them physically, you get you know like uh, gold points, and those gold points translate to like real money discount. And you can save those and then use it when you buy like DLC or like a game or whatever on uh, you know the eShop. But you also earn like platinum points, and those are basically missions that you do in games or on you know the my nintendo website uh and stuff like that and that earns you other goods they started with digital goods like wallpapers and stuff like that but now you can like get for example the tote bag a tote bag from animal crossing which has the um the dodo airlines logo on it so it's like basically it's like an in-game thing but it's real and you can buy it you can buy it with the points you can get Um, you do have to pay the shipping fees for it but Yeah, I mean, like you can get wallpapers and like notebooks, and um, at a certain point, 
Um, I hope they will add the ability to like get games on there as well. Because mm-hmm. they used to do that back in the old Club Nintendo days, where if you saved up enough points, you could buy like digital games. Oh, that's nice. Which is really cool. Um, I think you could also buy like currently you can buy like discount vouchers for like eShop games. At least they did that back in the in the 3DS days. So you could buy like a voucher as like, oh yeah, like 30% off on this game in the eShop. Um so I hope PlayStation Stars kind of goes that way and they'll eventually also add more um more uh what do you call it again? Rewards. Physical rewards, yep. not just digital ones. Because then it gets really exciting. Yeah. So yeah, that's PlayStation Stars. Um, looking forward to that. Also looking forward to Bayonetta 3. Yeah. Which is coming out October 28th, like two days before Halloween. I think it's the same day Call of Duty Perfect. comes out. Modern Warfare. Seriously? I think so. No. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Let me well, check. Gonna be I have it in my in my calendar because I took the day off for it. <laughs> yeah, it comes uh, out uh, October twenty eighth. It's just, it's the Modern Warfare. Also, day. also a good reminder for me to take the day off for Bayonetta three. Yeah, I already have my uh, friends uh, uh, on standby for when Modern Warfare drops that day. I took the whole weekend off. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah, I'll probably you're, you're gonna be grinding the the multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Nintendo bought a CG animation studio, and that is now renamed to Nintendo Pictures, I believe. Yeah. I do not know if this is... A m- I don't know how to feel about this move, but let alone how you feel about this move. Yeah. I mean, the only actual positive thing about this is, is at the very least, Nintendo would be in charge of making their own stuff, and they don't have to rely on like third party illumination to their their stuff yeah i don't know if like i don't know we've talked about this often and it's tricky to make a video per project to put it that way around the game especially if you make it real life because people have certain expectations you know well i mean if it's a cg studio then i'm pretty sure they're just gonna do cg movies yeah yeah probably but like for example, The Last of Us, I read the other day that the TV show is slated to come out early next year. And even mm-hmm. though we see some tidbits leaking out here and there around set pictures and stuff like that, I and it's even though there are really big names attached to it, like Pedro Pascal, um, I forget the name, the, the girl who played in Game of Thrones, the producer behind um, Chernobyl... Neil Druckmann is in on it and riding along. But even then, I'm still like, this could go either way. It's not a guaranteed hit. It could still go a completely different direction, you know? Yeah. Just because of the appearances alone, like, I do not think that the girl they casted for Ellie is the right fit. She just doesn't come near the appearance of Ellie, you know? And they probably have their reasons why they casted the girl. But the same goes for, for Joel. I'm like... I don't know if he's the right fit. Like, I know I have a certain actor in my mind. It's like, it would be the perfect Joel because he basically looks like Joel, you know? So that's why you're like, and that's why you get into that territory of like people having yeah. certain expectations when it comes to this. That's probably the reason why the Metal Gear movie has never been made so far because people have high, huge expectations of that. Yep. And then, Plus, they missed the boat on it, anyways, yeah, because nobody cares now. It's the the windows closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the and then windows you have closed. Nintendo bringing out Super Mario, and then it's voiced by Chris Pratt. Like, oh, why? Just I don't. I why don't, not I use the original voice actor? I don't know. I mean, he he does cameo in it, Charles Martinet, but yeah, yeah. It's weird. I know. Um, I think lastly we have the. Unity merger that Unity is going to merge or is bought by a company that made malware or something like that. Yeah. Or with an advertising it's company. Pretty, like it like here's the thing. It's like it's on a very, very elaborate issue. Um, but basically like first they told uh people that work at Unity that you know even though our stocks are doing bad and blah, 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 
don't worry, you're not going to be losing your jobs. And then they proceeded to fire about 300 people. So that's not good. And then they merged with this other company called, um, yeah, this, uh, this ad agency called, uh, iron, iron something, iron source. And yeah, it's an ad agency. They make ads, but they've also made malware installers. So, <sighs> and uh, yeah, people are really nervous that uh, that the engine is going to be compromised because of this company and their dealings. Um, and the CEO of uh, uh, Unity, John John Riccatella, who was formerly of is John NBA. Riccatella the CEO of Unity? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Whoa. He uh in a recent interview was like, yeah, developers that don't monetize their games from the get-go are effing idiots. Okay. Um so yeah. I did not developers know. were not really keen about that uh, comment right there. I think At it, least uh, the, the the Unity developers. It so. only pushes people more towards Unreal, I think, or cry. Oh yeah, there are a lot stuff. of there were a lot of developers online, you know, on Twitter and stuff saying like, ooh, not sure if I'm going to stick around for Unity. They're like looking around, maybe like moving to Unreal. And Unreal 5 is, you know, I mean, the Unreal Engine has been free to use for quite some time. And with Unreal Engine 5 being as bombastic as it is with a lot of cool resources, people are starting to look if they're not just going to switch to you to yeah. Unreal or some other engine. Yeah, I don't know if it's how long it takes, but there's this guy and his, he has a YouTube channel where he basically puts out videos where he remakes uh, games in Unreal Engine. And it's usually like a couple of minutes what he shows off, but like he's shown off some pretty big games in Unreal Engine 5. And that's, uh, I think it's just like this one guy that does it. And if he can already achieve that level just by himself, imagine what a whole team could do working dedicated on, because he's done remakes for like uh, Red Dead Redemption, for GTA Vice City, for San Andreas. I think he's even done like a Superman game. So he's like just, I don't know if it's his portfolio or a way to get into the industry. But when I see it like that, I'm like, okay, I don't know how much you spent, on, how much time you spent on this, but this really looks good for what you've done as a one-man army. Um, imagine if the, the team that did the GTA trilogy remake actually put the resources <laughs> and the time into it, then they would have like an amazing result. Yeah. Oh, did you hear, by the way, that there was supposed to be like a Red Dead Revolver and yeah. remake, but they canceled it because of the backlash yep. of the trilogy? And also a GTA 4 Honestly, remake. Yeah. It's for the best. Yeah, but the funny thing they is... Need to like, they need to re-strategize how they're going to do stuff like this in the future. The funny thing is, is, I think it sold more than 10 million the remake which is the sad part and but i'm pretty sure that most of them are pre were pre-orders probably but i would expect them to say like oh wow we sold we sold 10 million that's more than we expected oh we, we should do it or maybe they expected more than 10 million and that's the reason why they did because they also I think it's a combination of the two yeah because they were also working on a, a next gen update for red dead redemption 2 and they've apparently stopped working on that um there was like yeah, a, no there was like a a player funeral event I think this past week for Red Dead Redemption too because um, basically the game doesn't get any content and the player base has said like okay this game is officially dead and I think mm. that Rockstar is not even having any is not even producing any content for Red Dead Online even though they said it was going to be bigger than GTA Online when it initially came out. Yeah, like the fact that it still does not have heist in it, just it's such an e such a obvious thing to add, you know. But no, they would rather add the bounty hunter pack. Like, who cares about a bounty hunter? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, ah, well. yeah, I think that's it for the news, right? Yeah, I think those are at least the big biggest news that caught our attention. Yeah. So stick around. We'll be right back with what we've been playing. And welcome back 
ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment, which is, of course, what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? I have been playing... Uh, I haven't played any Guardians of the Galaxy since I last, last spoke about it. I really feel like I have to be in the mood for it. Um, mm. But what I have Set been some playing... candles, put some put some socks, <laughs> like smooth jazz on. It's not like that. Maybe I should put on some rock and roll music because it's more like that. Um, but what I have been playing is more of Battlefield uh, 2042. Mm. Um, I really feel that it's been fixed. And the reason I say that is because I've been playing like I think a couple of days a week now for a couple of hours. And mm. it feels like um, it feels like when I used to play Battlefield years ago, you know, I've been getting a lot of kills. I've been placing in the top five consecutively, sometimes even first uh, and 128 player matches. So that's like, oh, okay. Um, I've been having these moments where I just pull off these crazy Battlefield moments and I'm like, yes, this is the reason why I play Battlefield. Um, yeah. I bought the Battle Pass. I'm just playing and doing the challenges for the Battle Pass. I like how the Battle Pass t- pushes you to try different operators or specialists, as they call them, and different play styles and weapons. Um, the, the new map, Exodus, which is basically a merger of Dumbavon Peak from Battlefield 3 and it feels a little bit like Operation Metro, I really like that map. They now have like this limited time mode game mode called uh, Exodus Conquest, which means that they basically grab all the maps or at least a couple of maps from Battlefield Portal. So Battlefield Bad Company 2 and Battlefield 3 and they mix it up. So then you get like three games of maps, uh, which mm-hmm. is really nice because sometimes then you're suddenly on Caspian Border, which is like the classic in Battlefield 2. Uh, three and then the next match you're in Valparaiso which is a Bad Company 2 map or Erica Harbor and it's like all these classic maps that I really enjoyed a lot back in the day playing Battlefield Bad Company 2 or Battlefield 3 um, it's just uh, with the modern twist with the weapons and the gadgets but I really really like it and then on occasion I play hardcore through Portal but yeah those servers aren't always full so I just stick to the main uh, all out warfare mode I'm really enjoying it and I'm just playing it by myself. And I, honestly, I do not mind because I like going out in that lone wolf style. Um, I, I, I mix it up with the specialists. I sometimes play with, uh, with uh, there's this Korean specialist who has like this visor and she can use it to see through walls for a limited time. Or there's this specialist that has like a wingsuit so she can glide around the whole map. Um, so I, I really like it. Um, and besides that, yesterday... I started playing Demon Souls, the remake. And I haven't gotten far yet. And I've had my ass kicked a couple of times because I need to keep in mind that you have stamina. You can't attack unlimited. Uh, so sometimes I go into action game mode and think like, oh, I should chop you up. And then I die. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've chosen a magician because I've, I've watched like somebody do a whole playthrough. And they always say like the magician is the best starter class because... You have ranged attacks to use, like, a, you have your magic wand, which you can use for ranged attacks, and you have a sword and a shield for close combat. Um, it looks amazing. I'm playing it in performance mode, so 60 FPS. I I love it. Uh, I don't have need to have the whole 4K. And, um, yeah, I'm just, like, in the first world or whatever you call it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'll ever finish it, but, you know, I, I feel like I can just try to play this and some more and more. And maybe if uh, Elden Ring is on sale next year, I'll maybe uh, buy it and just try it out. Because I know, like, I hear a lot of people say Elden Ring is great, and I really want to try it. But I don't want to try it for 80 bucks because if I don't like it that much, then I don't feel bad if I haven't spent 80 bucks on it. So, Gee, if only there were game rentals. Uh... <laughs> Other people will say, if only you had a physical edition PS5, then you could buy it second hand. I'm like, yeah. Or borrow it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so that's basically what I've been playing. I'm really looking forward to next month when Formula One Manager comes out. I really want to play that. Um, I have some other games installed on my PS5 as well, like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the director's cut. I transferred my save over. I haven't started playing it anything yet because um, I do want to play the Iki Island expansion. Um, um, I know I need to give my Switch some love, but I'm neglecting my Switch still. 
I've just taken it out of the dock and turned it off to save the battery, you know, to, to prevent any degrading because I'm afraid it's still going to be a while before I turn my switch on. Um, oh dear. But yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Oh, well, there's a bunch of things that I've been playing, but let's start with the big one. I finally finished Xenoblade Chronicles, Yay! the first game, the definitive edition on Switch. Oh, nice. It only took me three generations and ten years. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so um, Xenoblade is a game that, like, as, as I just said, I bought back in the day on the Wii. I bought the, the 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 collector's edition of that one. Nice. Um, came with a red pro controller, which is really pretty. Um, and I played, I think, almost as uh, almost halfway through the game, but I got so like bogged down with side quests. I was just doing side quests. It's like I have to do the side quest. I have to do the side quest, and it kind of drove me insane. And then I stopped because I didn't because I was. Every time I tried to further the story, I either get bogged down and I have to grind. And when you grind, you do side quests. Um, tried it again with the new 3DS version when the new 3DS came out. Didn't even get, I think I got to, like, you know, Xenoblade fans will know this level, this uh, area, Satoral Marsh. Um, so didn't even get past Satoral Marsh. I think I did some colony six stuff but uh yeah that's as far as i got and then on the switch it came out i do regret not getting the collector's edition because it came with a sweet ass red vinyl oh nice with like a beautiful design of the monado it's like oh yeah that's really freaking cool um so my heart breaks for that but i still got the game anyways and uh yeah, it's taken a while for me to beat it. Um, I don't even remember. But I put at least over 80 hours uh, after I finally beat the game. Yep. Um, and then I played Future Connected, which is the epilogue that they added to the Definitive Edition, which was a part of the game that they wanted to add originally, but they they ran out of disk space to do so. <laughs> because, again, we couldn't do it on the 3DS because 3DS. What a sucky technical um, limitation to have. Yeah, but you know what? It's fine because now we get to experience it for the first time in HD with in the in the same engine as uh, Xenoblade Two, which I did beat before I beat one, but they're story wise not connected, so it's fine. Um, but the end of Xenoblade does hint at something franchise wide, mm -hmm. so it makes so you're like, oh, okay, so that's what happened at the end of this game. That kind of sort of explains why Xenoblade 2 is different. And it also explains why Xenoblade 3 is different. So I'm looking forward to 3. 3 is coming out um, next week or the week after. No, in two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. So as you're listening to this, as it goes live, next week, yes. Mm. Um, but uh, so I played that. That was so satisfying. It was really good. Um, I actually played on a stream a little bit after the... Uh, Xenoblade 3 Direct, and um, one of one of the community uh, members was like, hey, why don't you just play it on casual mode? Because I was getting stuck on like this really hard, um, like not even a boss, it's like, uh, a, you know, like a level boss, um, but like a mini boss. And it's like, you know, uh, you know what? I don't want to do casual because it, because I don't want it to be that easy. It's like, you know what, screw it. I, I put it on casual anyways. And it's like, it doesn't make it necessarily easier, but it makes it more manageable so that you can continue and actually experience the story, which I am grateful for because it allowed me to actually beat the game. Mm. Um, doesn't take away all the challenge. You still have to be strategic. You can't just blindly attack. You have to be strategic about how you attack still. Um, so, you know, like... It's not like, hey, you played it on casual mode, so, you know, like, you're a fake fan or whatever. No, no. Um, it's still a viable way to play, which is nice. Um, Future Connected is really good. It's short. It's, I think, maybe 15, maybe 15 hours if you do literally everything. And I did literally everything because it's like a smaller game. 
So I was able to like complete that. Um, got all the items, got all the... I didn't get all the armor sets, so technically not completely complete. But I got all the stuff that you could collect in the level. I did all the side quests. Um, and the final boss was pretty cool. Um, the final moments is really cool. The ending cutscene is really nice. The music in it is so good. Um, and I can't wait to play Xenoblade 3 when that comes out. So that was exciting. Nice. I also played Live Alive, the demo that came out, which I urge people to play. <laughs> if you're a JRPG fan and you've never heard of Live Alive or you've seen the direct or you've seen my reaction to it, um, there's a reason why people are excited for this game. Because this game never came out in the West when it was initially released on the Super Famicom back in the day. Um, now we're getting an official translation and it's in the beautiful HD 2D. And like I streamed the demo and everybody was saying like, oh, this game looks really pretty. I'm going to try it for myself. Oh, nice. Like, Yes, please do. Um, because it's a very unusual JRPG. Even as a JRPG is very unusual. Because the way it is, you have these eight protagonists from different time, uh, different periods of time, with their own, um, with their own missions essentially. And what happens is when you get through their own missions, something happens and it it will flip the game up its head. I don't want to spoil it for those that want to explore it. Okay. But the demo does try the same. The save file of the demo transfers over, so it is worth playing the demo. And if you like the demo, hey. That's an invitation to buy the game and experience the full story. Um, the demo covers three, uh, three uh, chapters, the beginning of three chapters, um, Twilight of the Edo, uh, Imperial China, and Distant Future. Um, and they all play a bit different. I would say uh, Imperial China is the most traditional like style of JRPG. So, you know, turn-based combat, blah, blah, blah. Imperial uh, um, Twilight of Edo is slightly different. You still have combat in there, but you're also encouraged to not engage in combat. If you want to go around and like kill everybody, you can, <laughs> but it is encouraged to sneak around because you're a ninja. Mm. So a good ninja sneaks around and has like minimal body count. A bad ninja is one that goes around being all noisy and kills everybody. That would basically be a samurai, so. Yeah. So um, the game also, like, tallies, like, every time you kill an enemy, it'll say, oh, you killed this many enemies. Mm. So it'll remind you of that. Um, there is an optional boss battle for that one, which is really hard, which I think you are only able to pass if you level up, which means you'd have to kill a bunch of people before you get to that mini boss. So eventually, well, after I died a couple of times, I was like, you know what? I'm going to skip this guy. <laughs> it's, not worth, it's not worth it. It's not worth my headache. Um, so I did that. And the last one is the distant future one, which has on its own zero combat. It's all story. But there is a mini game that where you play as this commander and that's where the, the 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 battle system comes into play, but like the story itself has no combat. It's all story. You're playing this little round robot called Cube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the story does seem a bit interesting because it it really has like alien vibes, like the movie Alien, not Aliens, Alien. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that you're like a robot, robot, android. When is it coming out? Um, it's coming. Actually, it's coming out a week before Xenoblade. Oh, nice. <laughs> so if you're JRPG so next week, fan, it's like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming out uh, this Friday. As you're listening to it, the fri this Friday, it's coming out. It's like, uh, and then like in a week later, and I'm pretty sure it's a long game. Um, so like, I don't think, like if you dedicate like a weekend to it, you probably could beat Live Alive. Um, because it's still a super Famicom game, so I don't think it's really ridiculously long, but it's still pretty long. Um, so yeah, download the demo if you haven't. Try it out. See what you think of it. If you like it, pick it up. 
um, let me know uh, somewhere on the internet what you think of Live Alive. Uh, and the last thing that I played uh, was more Monster Hunter. Yeah, I play more Monster after because I put Monster Hunter on the back burner, trying to finish Xenoblade. So when I finished that, I went back to playing more Sunbreak. Uh, I've been going through that slowly but surely. I'm trying to get some certain weapons and gears so that when I you know go to the next rank, I have like decent weapons so i can easily switch instead of oh this monster requires this weapon i don't have a strong enough weapon in that category i have to go grind again so i'm doing the grinding now so that i have certain weapons so that when i move forward further in the story i won't have to grind as much i can understand that so yeah so that's what i've been playing cool and with that we've come to another episode of game rivals it was a very yeah. short one for at least it felt like a short one. I think we maybe it clocked in like one. an hour. Well, yeah, there's not a lot happening, yeah. but I think like in the next weeks there should be more happening because Gamescom is coming. Gamescom is coming up, so mm-hmm. yay! Uh, <laughs> uh, so thank you as always for tuning in to this episode of Game Rivals. You can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google, Stitcher. We're there. Um, do also consider telling your friends and family about us because you know there's no uh, discovery regarding podcasting or on podcast platforms so we really have to rely on the word of mouth so consider uh, please share if you like our show please share with your friends and family um, you can find us on youtube as well the link is in the description of this episode it goes live the day and date as the audio version um, we're on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. You can also find uh, Maximilian on Twitter at uh, Maximilian. Um, let's see, you can email us gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at gamerivals and at Maximilian underscore X. Maximilian also streams on Twitch, so that is twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. Yep. Um, we're on TikTok, same names, Game Rivals, Maximilian underscore X. And I believe on that note, I have covered them all. Mm-hmm. On that note, I am and always will be Sean Templer. I am and I always will be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. Later.